hanging from the bridge of reality into the inky unknown comes the bottle-whistling weirdness that is 2020's The Empty Man. The story of an ex-police officer who investigates the disappearance of a family friend related to an urban legend with reality-bending results. How deep is your love for Bhutan burial sites? How many high schoolers does it take to get into a cult of crisscross applesauce? And at what point can quit hitting yourself get homicidal? I hope you all brought your empty bottles, made sure to put up your solid black posters, and have empty thoughts, because tonight, the Chuttle Club is whistling on the bridge and about to encounter the Empty Man. Not the Chuttle. Chuttle. Surprise. Whoa. Oh, that's fantastic. So good. If what the actual fuck was a movie, out of the mist and into the fog, it's Chuddle the Pod. Sup, Chuddle Club members. (laughs) 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 Welcome to another menacing meeting of the Chuddle the Pod Horror Movie Club. And on this episode, we're going to chuddle the empty man. (laughs) Ooh, this got really intense very quickly. All right, I'm into this. We're aggro. All right. If this is your first time listening to the show, (laughs) this is not normally like this. Kick back, enjoy yourself, (laughs) relax, open a glass of wine, just relax, bottled water, whatever you're into drinking. But please sit back and drink something. (laughs) (laughs) We start the show with a spoiler free discussion, then we go into full blown movie discussion, guaranteed to make you say, ugh. Before we continue, I must take this moment to thank our coven of patrons. Your sacrifice gives us life, and we thank your beautiful souls. Thank you. Oh, this is amazing. Oh, also, they picked this movie, right? They sure did. Thank you. All right, we can't have a meeting if we don't take attendance. My name's Sam. I'm present. Ross, are you present? Oh, hey. Yes, I am. Fantastic. Brian, my friend, are you present? Huh? Sounds about right. With all club members present and accounted for, better crack open that goo book and officially begin tonight's meeting. Our first order order of business is our spoiler-free teaser, starting with our mysterious toe tagline. On the trail of a missing girl, an ex-cop comes across a secretive group attempting to summon a terrifying supernatural entity. Yeah. Good job, IMDb. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty... Nailed it. Pretty on the nose. Movies are made by people, and the people that made this movie are directed by David Pryor, and it's credited as... David Pryor is credited as a writer as well as Cullen Bunn, but I think David Pryor did the movie, and it's based on a comic book by Cullen Bunn, because the way I saw it in the credits, I thought was written and directed by David Pryor. Mm Mm-hmm. The stars of this movie are James Badgerdale as James LaSombra, Marin Ireland as Nora Quayle, Sasha Frolova as Amanda Quayle, Samantha Logan as Devara Walsh, Evan Jonigkite as Greg, Virginia Call as Ruthie, Aaron Poole as Paul, Jessica Matten as Fiona, and many, many more. Do you think... uh james being called james in the movie do you think that the actors get more into the movie when their real names are their characters names or do you think it pulls them out of the movie 
I like James. Yes. Oh, I mean. Oh, sorry. Oh, shit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a great question. That's just one for the cosmos. We'll put that out there yeah. and see what happens. Very fitting for this movie, by the way. Uh, well, sure. What time is it? It's time for the gore. Fatality. On a scale of one to ten, psycho to the sadness, how gory is this film? Anybody want to start us off? Ross, you opened your mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, oh, man, this one's kind of, for me, it's kind of low. Like, Yeah, definitely. It's like a, I don't know, maybe like a three? That's exactly what I was thinking. And, but not in a bad way. It's just, it's no. just, yeah. Low, it's but when you get it, it's with low gore. Interesting mm -hmm. in the, I mean, it's yeah. When you get the goo, it's it's goo. It's just very thinly spread out. Yeah, I think three I, I sounds agree. good. It's a light smear of gore. Yes. Let's talk about who this movie's for. <laughs> who is the horror for? All right. This movie oh. is for fans of what? Starting with subgenres. Um, what subgenres does it fall into? Cult movies for sure. Mm -hmm. um cosmos movies for sure cosmic movies Co oh yeah as yeah just if you want some heady stuff i mean <laughs> cosmic like in outer space <laughs> i mean you don't yeah yeah it's not like know. about the cosmos um yeah no it's more metaphysical my your, your mic's off yep <laughs> 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 Yarp. Uh, yeah, no, if you're into like metaphysic nightmare territory, like this is a mm -hmm. good one. Uh, Detective movies, whatever the movies are for like the something's going to happen to you in a certain amount of time. Get it done. Ooh, yeah. Like, like a, the ring. A mm -hmm. countdown horror movie. Like mm, countdown. That's good. Agreed. Great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> What is banging on the window right now? Can you open up that shuttle club window? Oh, God. <laughs> it's the Mothman here to bring its message of warning and doom for us all. The Harbinger. You got anything to warn us about, Mothman? Um, I mean, there's subtle stuff about self-harm. I don't know why I'm so old. Uh, self-harm, suicide, um, is kind of heavy. Uh, and I guess if you've ever been in a cult, this, uh, may fuck you up a little bit. Sure, that's great. I'd like to add photosensitivity. Oh, because yes. Because there's a lot of flashing lights at there's the end. There's a lot of flashing lights at the end. There's a dead dog. Oh, there sure is. Yes, there is. Oh, it's also yeah. Oh, mm. It's a young one too. Mm -hmm. Fresh. <laughs> Great. Well, roads where we're going, we don't need roads. Spoiler zone. Starting us off with, uh, we're getting into spoilers. If you didn't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Starting with the IMD behind the scenes. Just a few here, not too many. And then, of course, some sprinkled in throughout. This was one of the last films from Fox that was made before it was acquired by Disney. The film was quietly dumped into theaters and made so little money that even a home video release on DVD was deemed non-profitable. So, 
it was made bought by another company and they just kind of i never even heard of it yeah they just kind of put it out and let it die put it out to pasture I remember seeing the trailers for this and then nothing after seeing the trailers for this. It's uh, mentioned it already based on a comic book by Cullen Bunn and Vanessa Del Rey, The Empty Man, published by Boom Studios, who also produced this film. Awesome. This is the first film released under Walt Disney Studios to be rated 18 by the BBFC, which is like the UK MPAA. Just... Thought I was a neat tidbit. Also, I don't Almost. speak Spanish, so I didn't know La Sombra means the shadow in Spanish, which kind of plays to some themes. Oh, yeah. I was going to say with the uh, the uh, British thing, it's not quite a video nasty, but for Disney standards, oh, yeah. that's pretty high. Mm, it, sure, was, it was Disney's sure. first video nasty, this film. Yeah. And something I didn't notice, and I don't really know what the significance would be, but the time 304 is shown throughout the movie. Yeah, it is. Including the ending scene. I don't know the significance for sure, but I definitely noticed it. A few of those. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder if it's explained in the comic book. The comic book, I glanced at it briefly, I believe is totally different. It's like about a woman who people think is crazy. And it's like six issues. I saw two different graphic novels on it. That was called like The Empty Man Resurgence or something and The Empty Man Afterbirth or Um, something like that. I don't know. Maybe one of them is, like I said, brief glance. (laughs) With that, we can go into who picked it, our history and why. Unless Brian wants to look at that real quick. All right. Uh, This was a patron suggestion. I think we all kind of picked this because we didn't know what it was i mean that was kind of my reason yeah no same like i think out of the list of them this is the one that i Mm -hmm. hadn't seen but i was like i I would love to actually sit down and watch that great and this was a suggestion from ricky cajon the witchy prejean one of our patron coven members and we thank you for bringing this to us thanks ricky i know thank you I'm ready to start talking about the movie. Let's do you it. Boys, ready? Yeah, let's do we're it. Here for it. That's what we're here for. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh no, Wyatt. West Quaven. Is this is me? Is this the ghost of West Quaven? <gasps> That's in our. All right. So the movie begins. Episode. We get four people hiking up a mountain. This ho- dude. This whole intro scene was bonkers. I loved this. Bhutan Valley, this entire opening sequence was fucking super creepy and ominous. Also, for a split second, thought we were dealing with a Yeti because of the snow drift shadowy shit. Mm. I was like, oh, point, I was like, point two seconds. I was like, am I gonna, am I watching a Yeti movie? No, but still excited about it. And I thought it was a mummy. Oh, <laughs> ooh, it's like Mumra. Holy shit, he totally does look like Mumra. Well, it's got the flappy. Flaps. Flappy flaps. I just gotta say, I have no idea what I saw in terms of the Empty Man comic. <laughs> but it is... <laughs> what more in line with Sam said from what I can tell. What the fuck? Like, now I can't even find what I was looking at. I think I was in an alternate dimension for some reason where there's this Whoa. other uh, Empty Whoa. Man comic. You were in the shit. nothing. That's this the two-part empty- thing. Because I, you I were saw receiving it. a message from the antenna. I saw oh. something. And <laughs> you were in the uh, Monopoly with a monocle. 
there was like this mm-hmm. my, my mind's Multiverse. being blown right now anyway oh dude it's the empty man. he did it yeah he he got rid of it i just wanted to own up to the fact that i was i i was wrong i did i or maybe i was just uh, trans-dimensional well mm-hmm. are you both. Re- wait are you transmitting or are you receiving you're b- both both yeah. hello <laughs> hello <laughs> all right so they're hiking up paul hears some sound and he starts walking towards it i and like and drops out of sight it just completely drops out of sight I like the ongoing theme with the empty man is that, and they obviously talk about it at the end, but like they, that this entity or whatever that we're going to be dealing with kind of worms its way through like depression and trauma where. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's a line in it later. It comes through the cracks of, I have it written down later. Absolutely. In and uh, Paul, the one who gets shot down into or he initially falls. hears the whistling yeah. and falls. He has attempted suicide before. He has massive depression issues. And this mm-hmm. was like supposed to like help him out. And I feel that like I, it's such an interesting thing that he was the only one that could hear it because he was the only one susceptible to the empty man. It's a great point. Didn't even pick that up. Love it. Oh, dude, bone shrine. Holy fucking shit. Bone shrine. Yeah. So his friend goes down there to find Paul. Paul's not answering him. Paul is sitting crisscross applesauce, which is mm-hmm. an ongoing theme in this movie. It sure is. Mm-hmm. Staring at this crazy bone demon with a lot of fingers. Oh, oh quite dude. a few oh. fingers. And some it sort was of like a, oh, it kind wings. Of, it looks like uh, multiple um, arms or something, maybe tentacles. This kind of like skeletal version of like spider-man and the spider armor but oh the, yes oh, actually that's like, a really good analogy with that but then like also yeah. like 10 fingers on each hand dude it was like a mummy and a tool video had a baby like it's sure, like yeah almost almost alien vibes like where they get to the you planet and they see the cosmonaut mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that weird bone ritual type it's ooh. I don't know. Freaking Very cool team. character design. I did. I also like Paul that he's like, he's sitting there staring straight forward and he goes, if you touch me, you'll die. I had to turn the subtitles on for that mm-hmm. the second time I watched it because I didn't get it the first time. <laughs> but that is a very creepy thing to say. Yeah. And guess what? Guess what he does? Fucking touches him. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Paul immediately starts like crying. Yeah. After he touches him, he's like, oh, fuck. Now we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and then my next note is I hope I never have to carry someone down a mountain because so they get Paul out of this hole with oh this oh my god he's just draped over his shoulder he's just catatonic well so, I just I thought it was how convenient was that four person furnished with blankets and food and water cabin that they stumble into I like that I mean obviously it's they're doing it for shelter but at the same time like Pretty lush accommodations. It's a nice it's cabin. It's all part of the empty man's plan. <laughs> That's empty man cabin. He set it up there for on purpose. It's uh, an empty cabin. Hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Ricky says that Paul got a serious case of the can't evens. <laughs> I can't. Ricky I can't in the right in the Discord said that in the Discord I can't even. <laughs> when we were watching I that. Can't. Paul got yeah, so that it was does. fun. <laughs> it does well because at this point he's completely comatose. He also mm-hmm. has a scroll in his hand like an open i was is it it's I, not uh, a scroll it's a bone whistle 
It's mm-hmm. a, okay. Oh, there we which go. you totally took from that like pedestal in the cave. Absolutely took. And I guess <laughs> the first inclination that his girlfriend had was just like, wow, this is great. Let me blow into it. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Don't blow. I, said, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Why I, you don't do that? I wrote, don't blow in that boat and whistle. Yep. Ominous wind confirming that was a bad choice. And we, we do definitely get, get like, ominous wind in this movie. Final destination level shadow play and also wind in this. And then they're so they're going to they're like, we'll just wait one night. He'll be better in the morning and then we'll go. And this huge snowstorm rolls through. I do like how they do the ring style like day one. Mm-hmm. Day right. two, yeah, mm-hmm. day, and yeah. by date, uh the yeah, because yeah, well, the then storms, we get her seeing the man out in the snow. Yeah, that whole sequence was fucking narnar because it's like the walking or shuffling, the walking, the stopping, and then the full throttle running. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Oh, the sound shit. design on all that was great. And she, yeah, because she sees him and she's like, oh, great. Hey, help. Hello. And it's like, wait, what the fuck is it? Oh, no. Not a friend. This was a bad choice. Not a good. Goes inside, mm-hmm. locks the door, banging on the door. Bang and it's her two friends yeah. there with her who are outside. And she Open opens it. And she's like, what the fuck's going on? Did you see that guy? And they're like, no, I didn't see that guy. And then the girl tells her to calm down. And I was like, oof. That was this a bad choice. <laughs> really bad. It's super. I like. I I understand the situation. Well, not fully because it's. But it's like this is a pretty crazy situation to have, and I it, you already have couples contention. I don't even know if that's a real like. But it, I don't know from Jump Street. I could tell that there was like issues going on with the mm-hmm. two couples it's a bit before the psychosis sure. broke out. Mm-hmm. What really creeped me out is that she's asleep and he's just hovering. Oh, uh, was it Paul? It's hovering over, like right above her face. Just uh, that whisper. Oh, actually, you know the what? Clicky clacky whisper <laughs> is <laughs> very like. Off- I really like it, but it's the, like very gooey. It's, it's off-putting. <laughs> it's reverse uh, ASMR. Like it's so off-putting and so quiet that it's just so fucking gross. Mm-hmm. Good whispers. Works. And Paul bounces. Uh, so then yes. uh, they wake up. Paul's uh, not in the cabin. His jacket's gone. Day three. They're following his footprints. The bridge scene. Uh, crisscross applesauce in front of the bridge, look, staring at the bridge. Yep. And blowing he's blow- into that bone whistle. Fucking whistle, dude. And like that uh, wasn't like, it's not a jump scare. I don't think there, I mean, there are some jump scares, obviously, in this thing, but this was like a weird- Surprise. <laughs> surprise. Yeah. Because like, at first, it plays off like a family drama, like, kind of like, he always pulls this shit and a bunch of other stuff. And then like, he kind of like, I warned you, I told you. And then girlfriend, who now has a, still has that giant knife. Family drama. Dude, drops out of her sleeve. Yeah. And just stabs him a bunch of times in the back. In the he back. falls off the oh, cliff. God, it happens so fast that you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, Jesus Christ. What the fuck? Slits <laughs> the other lady's mm-hmm. throat, pushes her off the cliff. Yep. And well, slowly backs up dive, to the yeah. edge. And does and a wily coyote and just mm-hmm. straight down. Peace. And then I'm bone out. whistle warping reality bone. from Paul. Title card. Yeah. That's 20 minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. 
That's fun. That's always love fun. a good delayed Which, title card. <laughs> kind of. Okay. I would say kind of, but it's also what? Two hours and 20 minutes? Two hours and 13 minutes. So it's. I see what it's you're definitely in there, but it's in comparatively speaking, it's like <laughs> okay, the length. Well, yeah, yeah, but no, no, yeah, it's still pretty late. Let's say, in there. It, it's not a fresh, yeah, which uh, time right, jumps but us. I though. mean, then we got to take our R out of the conversation <laughs> because that movie's fucking three hours long. <laughs> That's very true. So we get the title card, The Empty Man. When I first watched this, I actually went in the chat and was like, is this the right movie because i was not expecting it to start off on a mountain it auto start, started auto playing a trailer and it and i only saw a little bit of it but i thought it was like a teen slender man type of deal right yes which is not what we got absolutely <laughs> um, no it's definitely how it was advertised in the trailers yeah sure. that is so not this movie no wonder no. if people the few people who saw the trailer and then saw this were probably yeah. like what the fuck is this <laughs> Um, so we get our main guy, James Lasombra, he's going for a run, has to take a smoke break during his run, as you do, goes yep. to a Mexican restaurant, uses my birthday, birthday coupon. Too. That <laughs> looks like he's had it photocopied it and used it like 30 times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe totally. he has, or maybe that's how he got it. Yeah. Because that would have been his first day on earth. <laughs> right. Fucking God damn it. So I guess at this point the- we should- Go ahead and talk about, like, I guess the twist at the end. You can. I mean, like, okay, hold on. Before we get to that, I have to bring up the birthday song. Cupcake. Oh, Uh, my God. The birthday song. The birthday birthday song with all the customer. (laughs) Happy birthday, dear customer. Audibly laughed out loud. I thought it was. I was like, okay, so this is fucking great. Yeah, that whole scene is great. I like yeah, because then it like surprises him that they come out at all, and yeah, the song, all very fun. Whispers, we get more whispers, oh, so, so much more whispers. This was something obviously I realized on the second viewing, but so he's pursuing. There's this whole weird cult stuff. It's almost hard to explain without going through the movie, <laughs> but in the end, we find out he is a tulpa, which is like a creation from thought and concentration equals flesh. So he was made by this cult. Um, and this is his first day as a person. Right. And so it was his this birthday, is, technically. Technically, because his first day was born. Um, yeah, this is a very, uh, you think the perception is from Victor Frankenstein, and then it winds up that Victor Frankenstein was actually Frankenstein's monster the entire time. And I thought that was kind of. A, an interesting play on also when they go through this, the only thing I was thinking of was uh supernatural was a season one where they have to fight a Tulpa in that house because they all thought it was a, uh, I don't know. It's like, they thought it was the ghost, know, of, but oh. I felt like this movie could be, could have been an episode of supernatural or X-Files totally. or something like that. Like they would have mm-hmm. come across is, all of this shit. It's know? like the occult stuff where they, where they bring up Tulpas. I was like, Oh yeah, I saw that in supernatural once. <laughs> I, I don't remember almost everything I've seen in supernatural. I've seen like 13 seasons at this point. At that point, there's so much content. Well, it does also bring up like because now Amanda shows up to his house and Amanda's like a family friend's daughter mm-hmm. and she kind of goes on that in crazy cosmos existential meltdown of like reality isn't real. Um, 
like Joni, nothing is Power of positive and negative thinking. It's all yeah. about intent. It was like um, it was skittled with nihilism throughout the entire thing. It was like nothing really matters because nothing's real. Like what is reality? Right, but, and it could it wasn't so extreme though. It could have just been you know like a a depressed teenager kind of just babbling. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says to him though, she's like, "You know what I mean?" And he's like, "No, I have no idea." And she's like, "Yeah, you do. Deep down, you know exactly what I mean." Which makes right. a, whole, a whole lot more sense now. <laughs> <laughs> I do okay. I do like the lead up because when we find out with James that um, his wife and uh, son had died, the zoom shot of the medicine cabinet, where from the inside of the medicine inside. cabinet, where he opens it up and then it zooms as he's picking the bottle up. I thought cinematography wise, I really really like that shot. I also like There's the fact a that they few use really a few, cool shots. Yeah, yeah. It's like that I, push I through. Mm hmm. And he's taken doxepin, which I googled because I was like, is that real or made up? And it's real. It's for anxiety and depression. Ooh, and then we get day one again. And so at this point, this is when <laughs> Nora calls him, right, to be like, a man oh, is missing. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, what's weird is that initially, I think it's, I think it's how they set up the, um, uh, the shot is that. It seems like Amanda had killed herself, and that's how they lead it up to, especially with the blood smear. And then it's like, oh, no, but she's actually missing. Mm. I think maybe just because I knew it was about missing kids that oh, yeah, I yeah. already had that in my head, you know, but oh. I can see what you mean for sure. I just didn't think that. But I, th- I think you're right. I think that's what they were going for. So she, he's there to talk to Nora and be like, all right, I'm a family friend detective yes i can help with this detectives come but so like all of this never happened at all really this is just all the ex-cop from st louis see okay this is where like the reality warping aspects of this film get a little timey wimey wobbly gobbly yeah there's a yeah where because it's like obviously if he's if if he's a fictitious character who's been manifested into our reality. He's also interacting with other characters like uh, the Nora and then uh, these two cops and stuff like that, that mm-hmm. know of him, which I found really interesting. It was like, oh, no, I heard about you. I know about you. Right. And it's like, wh- how? How? <laughs> like, how does, what? Well, and she, when he calls her at the end, she's like, who, who is this? What is going on? And he's like, how could the, how could she not know me? So, so is that all like was he just right any interaction so, like is he every just scene made with up? her and every interaction with the cops all in his head and no i it, it it's not, not like he's like been having we don't find out he's had this split personality he just kind of has false memories mm-hmm. well that's what they certainly presented as right it's yeah right. well he's he's a completely including his past is completely fictitious so it's right. kind of yeah, it is almost like a um I don't want to say full fight club, but it's there are there's huge gaps of like either your narrator is false. So like what you're seeing right. may not actually be reality, it may just be what he perceived was reality up until the bridge scene where he's doing his sleuthing cuz like at this point he goes he finds nods of the cult, but then he goes to every other kid's house and nobody's there. Mhm. 
Yeah, well, he goes and talks to Devara. Ooh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so he goes and talks to her, and she's telling him about what the empty man is, and you <laughs> find an empty okay. bottle on a bridge. <laughs> this whole scene was so weird to me. He's parked in his car outside of a high school and just <laughs> yells at smoking a cigarette, yelling at children, and then a teen girl walks up, and he's like, these are bad for your health. Come on in. I don't know if him recording the conversation made it more normal or even creepier. Because that entire setup is just like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> he's just not a really didn't manifest, manifest him with what, common sense. Yeah. You're, but the, this, I, what I love that drives it home, he's not a cop anymore. This That's is cop. just a middle aged man talking to high schoolers, getting them smoking in his car. Like, it's. <laughs> Well, I guess in his head, he's got it that, you know, he's the it's cops called him up. in and just need a little bit Stop. of help. But, you know, I got to figure this out. He's going to figure it out on his own. Clearly. But yeah, she tells the whole story of what the story. Happened. And then we see them. We get the scene with them on the bridge, I mm -hmm. think. Oh, that's yeah. That's we got the yeah, that's uh, fun. what is it? Lisa, all Dun the kids, Lisa, Duncan, Meyer, Brandon, Amanda and Julian, Juliana, something like that. Sure. I um, all their names. I did. I wrote them all down. Uh, well, it, it happened. Uh, well, it helped with the subtitles because they were all completely laid out. I just paused it. Where I was like, oh, that's oh okay. perfect. Thanks so much. Nice. Um, but then we also get Amanda's uh, uh, either self-harm or suicide attempt scars, which kind of like really brings home the narrative of like the empty man algorithm of like finding the like cracks kind and of sorrow these craps yeah exactly and kind of like seeping seeping in i thought i guess i should say it now so or this is a good time as any because when the on when the they do the whistle and the bottle on the bridge mm -hmm. and they're kind of waiting and then you hear the whistle back that gave me pelican pimples oh yeah and i watched this movie in the dark really loud because i had the capability of yeah. doing it and I mean, there are some scenes you might have to take away my big boy card. I turned the light on a time or two. Like I was it does. Uh, not wow. expecting it to hit, but it, it did. It builds this. What I really like about this countdown movie in comparison to say some other countdown movies, although this one is like three days instead of like seven days or whatever. Um, this one is hour. such a slow moving boulder that like, at a certain point, like by the halfway point, because of all the weird visual tricks, but also like I was expecting this fucking creature to come out of every shadow of every mm -hmm. crescent. So the entire is like just unnerving the entire movie. And I think part of uh, the sound design and score, I don't couldn't tell you what it sounds like, but I know that really helped add to the anxiety oh, so, of. So ominous. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, I wanted to mention that. So then. Well, Amanda kind of gives the guy, and there's all those kids sit sitting crisscross, totally, like just sort oh. of staring, and then they all look at her at the same time. Oh, they do. She that. also sees the empty man for a second, and it's like scary as fuck. Yeah, we get like uh, uh, Final Destination one Shadow Man, and then yeah, the crisscross applesauce kids all doing the Village of the Damned at the same time. Oh yeah, but just to hop back real quick, Amanda pulls a Randy and explains what the empty man does. Where it's uh, blow into a bottle on a bridge at night. The first night, you hear him. The second night, you see him. And then the third night, he finds you, you. feel him. 
<laughs> he finds you. You feel him. You feel you him. You feel me. Sexy. Yeah. Sexy stuff. So then this is when we find out as James is going to interview the other kids that they're all missing, except yes. for the first girl he talked to. Right. Every single one of them. And then we have a dead dog. And one of the ones that's missing, he just like walks into the house and starts peeking around her room. Lisa. Just, oh I my just God. remember because he kept calling for her and she had that big, that's the first time we see a big black poster that's kind of like shades of black. Are you seeing something in there? Are you not? Right. And that is where there's the dead dog outside with the blood buckets. Oh, it's a puppy. at this point where the audience is thinking that's what was used, the blood used at Amanda's house when she disappeared. Totally. And and the ongoing like uh, theme with all like the, well, at least the budgets that he's been searching um, was the Pontifex. I think Institute. Institute. Mm-hmm. And there's either like the poster or like the flyers and they're all over the place. That's the cult. Mm. And then uh, I don't dude, even know this, what whispering I was referring to at this point, but I wrote this whispering is creepy as fuck. <laughs> oh, it's the because um, uh, James goes to the bridge. He investigates. He pulls out the which I don't understand. I don't understand. why. Also, in empty man logic, this is the middle of the fucking day. Yeah. This is like not at night. Right. But I guess, but I guess if you're a Tulpa. Because you're a Tulpa. Because <laughs> you're a Tulpa. Hey, we're on Tulpa rules now, and this is Tulpa time. So every night, every t- all the time is midnight. So just think. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I still want to have blown in that bottle. Dibs on that bitch. If these kids did this and everybody went missing, I'd be like, why would you do that? You but also, the second he it. blew yeah. into it, it's just whispering in wind. Like, I like the fact the second he does it. I suppose, and then just wind and a bunch of other stuff. And then um, again, we get some whistling back, and he's like, kind of called to it. And you also hear this faint, like, banging. Yes, which is well. I mean, he does find the kids hanging out. Yeah, this is <laughs> yeah, that's that banging. <laughs> that's the banging because <laughs> he comes to the manhole, and I'm like, don't go down the manhole. Don't go the fuck down manhole. the manhole. All the missing kids are hanging beneath I it. I love the fact he he looks left and then he looks right and then he just looks directly to the side and it's just that kid hanging there. Like that's super mm-hmm. close up. And they're all in a row. Ugh. Like right next At to each other. At this point, yeah. I did feel like I was like, okay, I see that like you're talking about good shots. There's a lot of good shots here, but I was like, this feels like the way a lot of this was framed, it felt very much like a comic book. Yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I got that vibe as well, especially because uh, in my... the in intro like uh you know title card i was like is this a comic book because it has like a it it really does yeah the boom studios logo i have notes scattered throughout this and the hanging scene of the kids is one of them where it was like this feels like a comic book like this is how i would perceive an illustration there's like you know obviously this image i think is in the comic book i feel like at least in my alternate reality mind i saw this image (laughs) in your very stained bears the empty man recurrence i don't know paperback uh i don't know if the story's any different but there's definitely a picture of a bunch of people hanging under a bridge i was not expecting that my note is like oh my god exclamation point (laughs) (laughs) right like i knew it was a cult i just didn't realize it was like an actual murder suicide cult because amanda wasn't i didn't get the cult part yet or yeah because i mean i guess got nods where it's like it's almost like a suicide pact or like something crazy but amanda wasn't part of that group so amanda's still missing 
all of her friends are dead though. Except, well, except for the first person he, he, he hopped, yeah, he talks she's to alive him. at the moment. Yeah. And at this point, he starts getting a nosebleed that I never really understood why that happened. I guess maybe it's supposed to make the audience think empty man stuff is happening to him. But I was just like, these kids should have manifested him better. Poor guy's <laughs> right, got a nosebleed. Right. Yeah, I wonder if it's like a... Um... The tulpa needs lives to sustain itself, so maybe these the 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 kids were actually helping James into his final. Yeah, I form. didn't understand. I guess upon there's why yeah there's why a lot did, I don't understand. Why did they kill themselves? <laughs> but it, you know, I think it's interesting. Is that like? Well, I think they saw the empty man and he made them do it, just like the lady did on the mountain and our next scene that's about to happen. Super true. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It, it's like, like if, if he likes you or not, because it's like you it's almost like I I wish I could bring this up he, logically at every conversation, yeah. but this one actually makes sense. This is almost like Ratma to me, where it's like it bap or it it didn't kill Amanda because it could fish its way into her because of her suicide attempt and her depression and stuff like that. It murdered the other ones because it couldn't get into her into their heads like that. I guess. Sure, that could make I sense. Don't know. That that works for me. One plausible Perfect. explanation yeah. versus yeah. I mean, I So now we get the Devara, the girl that he had interviewed that's still alive. She's at a sauna. Yeah, steamed She's hams is my note. Steamed hams. <laughs> <laughs> we get a butt. There is a butt. Yep. Mhm. It um, made me a little uncomfortable because she's supposed to be in high school. A high schooler. Yeah, it's. I, weird. Like, I think see a little is, bit of boob as well. I think I the, not, not like a ton. It's not. No. You know, it's subtle. It's still nudity. Subtle nudity. It's through do you, fog. Do you think they yeah. got? Do you think they thought they got away with it because they filmed it from the end of a really long hallway? So they're just like, okay, maybe, maybe it's. Oh God, is this a teenage? But okay, what if we just go back like forty-five feet? That makes it okay. So I liked this scene though, how the camera would just go all white because of how steamy it was in there. And then yeah, we'd get like some, some of it blow out of her face and we'd yeah. see it for a second. And then all of a sudden the fucking empty man's there and he's got some scissors oh. and he starts stabbing wah, her in wah, the wah, face, wah, 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 picks wah. her up by the throat, puts her against the mm-hmm. wall. And just wah, wah, starts wah, wah, wah. stabbing her face. Oh God. Right the cut, she has herself held by the throat, throat and she's held against the wall, stabbing oh. herself in the face. I had to rewind that. I literally like when that first happened, I was like, wait, did I just fucking see that? Holy shit. And then rewinding yeah. it. Oh, it's yeah. My exact note is holy cool. shit. This on a face stabbing. <laughs> yes. yes. A lot of my notes oh. are, oh fuck or holy shit or something like that. It's cool. And I do like a good the, one. this one, like in the empty man, specifically in this scene, it's the, um, you always see the crazy shit happen to people in these movies. Is it like the t- countdown ones or the entity getting to him? I like the fact that like the self harm, you see it from the perspective of a possession versus like they just killed mm-hmm. themselves. You know what I mean? Like I thought right. that was a really cool twist. Mm-hmm. I agree. We get a scene with James and the detective again. Mm. It's not much to say. I don't think except I like the part where he's almost given his like little Rorschach speech about how. Oh. Like the disease will eat the earth and stuff, but he talks about 
a mom that fed her baby to a pack of stray dogs, dogs because the empty man told her to. Yeah. And he's like, what are we going to do? We can't, uh, in quotes, we can't indict the cosmos. It's I just really like yeah. that line. We can't indict the cosmos. Because it's like, I do like his analogy of like, okay, well, we, we could throw the mom in jail, but that's not solving the crime. Like, right. that's not ultimately solving. And this is one of these things that just isn't going to be solved. I don't know. I got like, in the best way possible, that whole speech was almost like mouth in the mouth of madness style. Like this, whatever mm-hmm. this is, isn't just pertaining to Amanda and their group of friends or like this close knit. It's like a virus that has yep. been spreading. And this is just we're just following one case of what's going on. And it's just it's happening all over. I really, really like that. That is cool. Now, uh, James is home. He finally decides to Google the Pontifex Institute, reading about it on Wikipedia. Then he Wikipedia is a tulpa. So he's just reading about himself for a little bit. <laughs> it's auto, autobiography. I like- that is uh, the real Wikipedia page on tulpas. Oh, Pretty nice. cool. <laughs> so whoever edited Pretty that, because cool. obviously they're listening. Good job. It made it in a movie. Yeah. Hey, thank you for your hard work. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you find out the institute. It's like a doomsday cult. I like in the um, Tulpa thought plus concentration plus time equals flesh. That very cool. It's like, ooh, oh, goo. I don't know. I think that concept is just goo, like with a capital mm-hmm. G goo. Because the that's uh, well, that's a shirt right there, but it'd be one of those shirts that's like so and 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 so. Yes, that are popular. You know what I mean? Yes. Would be <laughs> thought and concentration and time equal flesh <laughs> <laughs> on it. So Nora shows up with some food for him. Yeah. She's like, I figured you forgot to eat. He said, no, I didn't forget it. It just never occurred to me. At this point, I paused the movie because I realized I had not had anything to eat. So I took my own little break. So that's a bit of the cosmos for you. Thank- um, thanks, James. So this didn't happen then though, right? Uh, presumably but this yeah. is where i guess we get more of his backstory through seeing this because right. we get the idea that they hooked up in the past and it's a problem and they can't do problem. it now yeah. boundaries she has to stay and he's like silent mm-hmm. so this is when um the Empty man. I don't think this is the time we see oh, no. him fully in the hallway. <laughs> My note says the first night, three a.m. Empty man whispering blues is what. Oh yeah, yeah. we get with that that three a.m. shit. Um, yeah, that this is one of the times. I don't remember if that's the first, but there's a few times waking up in the night. It happens right at that time, and I definitely noticed. Oh, absolutely, mm-hmm. the unholy like, trinity. It's like, what's the um, number significance? I didn't. I don't think I got it. I, think, I, like, I don't know. Three. It wasn't on IMDb behind the scenes. Well, when they refer, I, well, in a few <sighs> other films, when they refer to like things happening at three a.m., it's well, supposed I understand to be- that significance, but I think yeah. it, it feels very. Because didn't you say there was specific. something other oh, three oh four? At, yeah, it was like a specific number, and there's something at the end. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't seem like Although, it was the time. It said it, it seemed like it was more so the number. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. All right. I that's it. Tell you. We're, br- we're going to bring David on and we got to ask him personally. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> but I thought this scene was creepy. This is when he gets the baseball bat. Oh, yeah. Well, your front, and your his, front his door, door is wide, wide open. open. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think that. I, I took 
I was in my living room. I looked. Did you lock the doors. Doors. I looked both. Looked, checked both of them to make sure they were locked. No. <laughs> now he <laughs> goes to the Pontifex Institute. Dude, oh, yeah. this so we're on day whole, two. Okay. This whole culty cult 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 scene is. I love it. They did a great job because it's so unnerving while you're there. With the mm-hmm. level of just awkward and weird. Mm-hmm. I love he comes in. He's like, what? what is this? She's like, oh, whatever. He's like, no, I get that. But what is this? And she's like, we're established in 2013. But what we can offer you is as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> that line really, really it's like, tickled me. Damn. And he gets like the pamphlet and it's got all these crazy fucking does your, cosmic Does your brain thoughts. itch? Mm, My does brain itches. So- uh, here's an IMD behind the scenes. The word pontifex, pontifex is a word used to refer to a high order of priests in Rome. It can also literally translate to mean bridge maker. Oh, or there you go. a man who negotiates with God. So oh, that's fun. Both. Then we get Stephen Root as the preacher. Mm-hmm. Yes, he which was fucking awesome. Was so good. He was <laughs> so good in that role. Um, his entire. I mean, like the whole sermon was so nihilistic but also so uplifting at the same time it's i don't know it's a weird juxtaposition of like the heaviness of the nothingness that he was talking about but how joyous and how accepting that is was such a cool great cult i get vibe. it man yeah i get I, it fun philosophical <laughs> talk with leader dude is my note it's, oh uh, my it just God, gets real heavy yeah. and it's interesting. I like at the it's end cool. of the sermon, he's like, this message comes to you directly from the empty man. And he like stares dun, at you. Dun, It's <laughs> like, okay, dude. Because like, that's you, pal. And I did like, then when he talks to James, uh, he talks about the child's game where you repeat Your the name. word till it means nothing, which that is called semantic satiation. Mm-hmm. Um, that concept or yeah. thing that happens. But I really liked... His whole speech there and at the end where he's just like, which is more true, your name or the gibberish? I was like, oh, wow, man, what is more true? (laughs) He did have some really cool notes. I did like the idea of like the uh, was the idea of technology stealing memory and repetition killing the danger of an interesting idea or just ideas in general. It renders things cliche. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a very. uh, Yeah. He had some good words. Crazy as shit. But definitely had some good words. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, so glad you came back. Hope you stay longer next time. I haven't been here. Hmm, must be something about you. Like, I, okay. So created you, him, bitch. Well, no. Him saying that, though. And then I guess also later when like the doppelganger scene happens. Um, I, I'm curious how many times they've manifested him to take over as the vessel and how many times it didn't work. Because it seems like the like the you think I think they've brought him into existence way more times than what our James is experiencing. I, I, I never thought that. I agree. Just because so so he starts sneaking around the 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 thing, and that's when we get to the people like all chanting together. Yes. And then, oh, that cold room so with that, the whispering that, monks looking at the poster. That was when I turned the light on. <laughs> That led me to again thinking of like yeah what what Ross is going with here and my note for that is is Tulpa I was like they're manifesting something I don't know if I had the the connection that it was him yeah that was being down below coming Mm -hmm. out but with the way that she had the stopwatch 
when something happened that made me feel like they were timing like it how, how many fa- how, how long fast did they could it do it or how do long it, it this exists. time this came into existence and stuff yeah so i had yeah. definitely the feeling that they'd been doing this a bunch of times um, yeah oh, wow. and, and it's yeah successful in some aspect but then yeah we get that like him like peering over and at that point we see the shadow we don't see the other perspective that it's no. actually him no it's him. actually or so a version explain of him. so this is i guess as good a point wibbly as wobbly tommy why me <laughs> how but like it's like it's like in the future they put him into the room that well, he was made in somehow like when his brain's like frying, frying he ends up in that room and that's where he sees the empty man and he escapes and just i think runs into that room I, from I, there i always perceived it as the breakdown of time and space because it doesn't affect the empty man. so like him being a tulpa cosmic beyond yeah like cosmic but within the confinements of your own time loop if that makes sense so like once he gets to that stage and he's seeing himself in the place where he was born and birthed and all that kind of crazy shit, like he's there living it, but only through the empty, like only through the perception of, cause he's on the same level as the empty man. Or maybe because his brain just clicked into what he is, they were doing like a summoning thing and somehow the antenna and receiver were like ready to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, I mean, beyond because we're never explained. So a lot of this is just more the yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a lot of speculation. The, the sure. bigger idea is a creature being brought into existence only to feel pain, so that it can be a vessel, right? Yeah, is that right. the, the main cult, the main idea for the cult is because the older vessel's dying, which is which is well, well. Well, yeah, it um, doesn't matter. It's Paul. It's from yeah, it's, it's our original guy. Yeah, who's just been the beginning in medical facilities for twenty three right? years. Yeah, but uh, no, I, it's the, the idea of like, well, this is a tulpa, so why aren't we creating one that could just be a vessel? Where it's like, right, right, a cosmic being inside of another technical cosmic being is. I like I like the it's idea that the man. cosmic being the empty man or whatever just being like so it it's gotten control of Paul right sorry Paul is the the guy from the intro segment that could yes the beginning yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah okay so so it's got control of him and using him as what the communication or whatever as an antenna he's like okay guys instead of just people, like doing this thing where we wait we for where we wait for someone that's empty enough to come along that it can possess. Why don't we just make one of those? So yeah, I think yeah. Right. It's like just start making these things, and then they Bonkers. get onto the idea of the top tulpa. It takes them twenty three years to do it, though, right? Or, or do no, they start adding at a certain point when he's dying? Yeah. When did they start? I, I okay. Assu- okay. So I assumed that they started the tulpa of James when the original vessel started breaking down because it's like the human body's not supposed to have a cosmic being in it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like apparently like the health is failing and a bunch of other stuff. But well, he's been around for 20. I mean, yeah, I guess so. He's he'd be in his 40s. Still 23 years as a, you know, containing a cosmic being. I don't know how old he was in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> I've been containing a cosmic being for 23 years and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. 
and a husk of a body. Anyway, we jumped ahead to like <laughs> day three. We're still on day two. Oh, where okay, fine. so all that 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 kind of stuff happened in there. So we're him sneaking through. The to, lights come on. Out. That he gets kicked yeah. out. I love. He meets Neil I love the lights going up where he just gets caught. He goes, "I'll just okay." Is the exit over? Okay, I'll I'll go take. That. And they're just That's like, fine. "Hey, you get out of here because it doesn't matter. They created him." Yeah. So he has a talk with the cool guy in the alley. Is my next note. Yeah. Great. Cool cigarette smoking cult member. Rebel without a cause. <laughs> yeah. Well, Who talks I think like he has that? have a cause. He does. There's a rebel with a cause. This right is there. a rebel with a cause. So he ends up telling James about the camp, right? The like programming camp. She's going to the next mm-hmm. level. That's yes. where Amanda is. Oh, and then we get the really cool shot the of neat the map, map transition, and it's slowly <laughs> going into the map, and the map like becoming the landscape and going down really and falling. I felt, I felt, I felt like this is like it felt in tune to a comic book, right? Yes. And when we say comic book. Like for us, we know comic books aren't all superheroes, but we don't, that, that's not what we mean. Yeah. A lot of people oh, might what think I mean. superhero. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just in comic books, they always have these really interesting um, bleeding points between, or just shots. And I think this, th- this film is riddled with just gorgeous cinematography and really stunning shots of its surroundings. Very much like a comic book. A lot of good establishing shots. Totally, Inclu- including um, this Friday the Thirteenth style rundown summer camp. I was so, I, camp I, I, elsewhere. Camp elsewhere across a lake from Camp Nowhere. Oh, uh, remembers that movie? Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, put uh, Roman candles on their rollerblades. Yes. So yeah, James just starts walks in, starts poking around. He really does not give a shit anywhere he goes. It's just like fuck it, I'll do what I want. So he's poking around. He finds files on all the missing kids. This guy. What do you know? There's a red file. What's in the red his file? Last name on it. Nothing. Oh no! It's empty. It's empty. <gasps> Get it? Just it's empty, man. It's empty, man. <laughs> so like, sorry. Maybe I don't forget like the punchline to why he's investigating everything. Why? Why as a tulpa he has to investigate everything just to add to misery to his life. I, I guess so. Well, yeah, I think just, he uh, has to voluntarily accept, or because he initially blows into the bottle, which starts the empty man coming towards him or at him, and I think he has to relive his grief and all this crazy shit for him to be like emotionally at a level to well, that, that. Then that really is. I don't want to say well, sucks or upsetting is the wrong term, but for the fact that like if if he has to blow the bottle to accept the empty man in, he didn't follow the rule that you have to do it at night. Night. I, hey, hey, remember we we already established <laughs> I this. I don't he, remember them saying he's that. He's on Tulpa time. Uh, what's her name does when she gets into the car? That was like one of the sure. things. But again, that again, that's according to legend. Maybe it doesn't. I guess it right. doesn't matter because oh, technically, if you look at when Paul did vessel. it, Paul did it during the daytime it was in a mm-hmm. cave oh, that's interesting but- you know i'd have to rewatch the beginning uh when they're still in the valley is that when the wife or girlfriend blows into it is that at night or is that during the day well it's he- inside i'm not sure yeah. we know. okay and then again at the day three of that initial one it's well i guess it's at the it's end so it's, it's, it's day. But yeah it's He's yeah. just blowing well, unless she blows a lot of on that, that happens day, in the, the daytime. It felt like in the first segment. Oh, that's yeah, I guess that is true. So I mean, even the Sabbath, you matter. have to do it at night. Maybe it was dusk or maybe daylight savings time. Maybe it was like 8 p.m., but still light out or something. Right. 
<laughs> so then I have him like, yeah, so he's going through everything and I, we find VHS Manifestation 13 and I have watching creepy old VHS effects. in Creepy oh. Cabin vibes with a Z. That was yeah. definitely vibes. He goes through the cabin past that worn down teddy bear that's just kind of creepy looking. Puts on this manifestation oh, video man. where they make God. this little like Aphex twin guy. Yeah, the rubber Johnny just running around. Yeah. Mult okay, the multiple fingers as like because they're per showing this guy progressive like progressively getting more like cosmic, like I don't know, metaphysical. It's getting weirder. I mean, he's got multiple <laughs> fingers at this point. He's doing like that weird drawing of everything, like. And then he looks over and realizes that that drawing is on the wall of the room he is watching this tape in. Right. Mm -hmm. that, I, that was that all this shit was freaky. I thought. I think he the, turns around, the, the bear's gone. God, he's <laughs> oh, yeah. He's doing a staring contest with night vision powder, and then like all of a sudden he turns around and that teddy bear that's like rotting and cover that. Not like top ten teddy bears that have creeped me out. I think it's just the mm -hmm. amount of moss on it. Like it, it, it gave me like this is Jason Voorhees's teddy bear, oh, yeah. and nobody should touch that teddy bear. And when the teddy bear is gone, it's like, what happened to that teddy bear? Creepy bear. And he takes a walk through the woods. This next part also freaked me out. <laughs> oh yeah. When he he's creeping around, it's nighttime, and he sees the fire with like the circle. I pit. don't know. Circle pit. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Um, 60 yeah. kids or so and like all black oh. with their heads covered in black hoodies just kind of running in one direction around then they stop and kind of all rock side to side and then start going the other direction dude the, and then the fire like <laughs> swirls into space and the cosmos starts swirling and then he snaps out of it a bonfire yeah. that's also doubles as a wormhole like yeah it was, yeah super trippy i also do like the red light green light after the, like they catch oh, yeah, yeah. this from the two really creep me out so they all start in unison marching towards him and they stop at the edge of the body of water he's across from like a small pond okay, so did anyone else catch maybe i might be wrong on this they are running on top of that water as in uh -huh. like i don't know how deep that lagoon it looks like it's not very deep at all i didn't think that they were like running on water oh okay I, yeah, they just run through it. Yeah. It looks ankle deep is what I thought. Oh, okay. I, I was like, is it deeper? You thought it was, I like, was like they were holy magic. Shit, they're like uh, Jesus lizards. Like Jesus. <laughs> Jesus lizards. But yeah, the step forward, they all step forward, step back, they all step back. He goes, yeah, no. And takes off. And then if he is, well, who knows if any of this is really happening, but if it is, why would they be doing this to him? Where they're like <laughs> climbing on his car and attacking no, him and throwing shit. This at is him. one of my favorite lines in the movie because he he fucking pulls out and then runs and then he literally goes, "What the fuck was that? What, what the, the fuck, fuck was that?" <laughs> that was a good line. I had that written down too. Like that was yeah, no again. That, that was him in the audience going like, "What?" Asking yeah again like why does he have to go through all of this to get to the empty man to if i guess if, it's because why did they have like, to do well, that oh, to him so um at amanda's thing at the end let me jump to it she says the signal can only penetrate the cracks of sorrow grief and guilt fear that's what we were missing so we made you that way uh, so maybe ultimately he has to be afraid so he'll be afraid so like okay. he has to go through the process of the three days maybe to like but thoroughly get himself that. freaked but, out like again we made you that way like i don't know He's already well, if he's like on day one. It. He already seems pretty grief stricken. Like they're he good at manifesting. Yeah, like, he needed the 
needed the fear why not just make them like agoraphobic or something right yeah why don't you just add that in just, just yeah add that to your powder <gasps> oh, mix goo. that you're mixing in there with your tulpa tulpa aid <laughs> <laughs> question for the pontifex institute so now he goes back to the detectives they're like i'm trying to determine if you've irretrievably fucked our investigation from doing all this investigating then he finally goes and i wrote there we go. Tool up, bruv. He finally goes to his fucking store to get like weapons and shit. Guns. From a security Because he thing. only had a baseball bat before this. Um, right. Oh, have, have we gotten to the uh, the empty man is ghost face when he calls the house? I'm not sure what you. Mm. What does it call? Was it he calls his house or Nora's Oh, house? that's happening right oh, now. Yeah. God. So he goes to get Nora. He's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. The phone rings. He tells her to answer it. Whistling. There's nothing, and then we get more of the whispering. Mm-hmm. It's like he he puts it in his ear. And it's like and you're like, oh god damn it. Mm-hmm. He's so hang up. Let's get the fuck. I out like of in here. the cosmic chaotic cesspool that fucking the empty man lives in that he can still make a collect call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he drops her off at the hotel, then apparently goes to sleep because he wakes up at that time. Mm-hmm. And this time he's looking at, is there like a shape in his hallway? No. Oh, Fucking yeah. empty man gets up, <laughs> charges <laughs> at him. Yeah, it just looks like a he, like a shadowy lump on the floor. Like, did I like leave my coat or backpack on the floor? That's what like you would right. see. Like you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like down the hallway. Like, that doesn't look quite right. And then it just fucking like gets up. Yeah, that was effective. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> and then the, was it? Yeah. And then the fucking, uh. This is the, one I wrote. The empty man is freaking me out. And then it's uh, ding the dong. Teddy, the teddy Teddy's bear. Hair. <laughs> Which is kind yeah. of, well, not there. I mean, obviously, Cocaine Bear didn't press the button, but we do get a bear sitting on a front porch. We get a return of a mm-hmm. bear, another bear. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. Shout, Shout out to all my fat bear, all my thick bears out there. Thick bear week. That's what you're excited for. <laughs> That's ours. <laughs> Yo, this bear thick. <laughs> <laughs> weird day uh, three so, yeah he's right. uh putting his ring on and he's not taking his meds and he's taking some nip nips out of his little which i d- didn't get the significance of putting on the wedding ring instead of taking his medication i think it's like accepting his grief maybe i don't know because i also we started getting some visions trying of like, to accept it or something because it yeah. seems like he's taking these pills because he keeps getting these where were you where like like things yeah. going through his head like he's having like all these like hallucinations or something so it seems like he's taking these pills to help not deal with whatever that is and now right, he's like no right. i'm gonna deal with it now uh and, okay. and also drink heavily and, which seems uh, like trailing some teens i like the fact oh. that he's just nipping out of a flask and just driving behind a bunch of teenagers and he Followed decides to take the teddy bear time. along He's yes, like in the backseat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to interrogate Power you move. later. So, yeah, he follows those people to the hospital and sees the whole worshiping. Worshiping hospital man. Guy, yeah. yeah. Man in a coma has a groupie group. <laughs> I grew, he had said this. This is probably about the third time he said this as well. I grew up in San Francisco. He says that quite yeah, a few all times throughout the movie. Yeah. I know what culture are. When, uh, yeah. Well, it's, you know. So, that's uh, something they really imprinted into it. him. Yeah. 
Just, uh, so he abducts that cult guy, the, the cool cigarette smoking one in broad daylight. That Nobody notices because they're all on their phones. When he mm-hmm. fucking, when he maces that kid, throws him in the back, and then he does that pop up like a fucking weevil, and then like looks around. I like that just everyone's on their phone, and he just looks. And he's like, oh, 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 all right, uh, I'm all right, cool. I'm just gonna go. Guess I got away with it. <laughs> the guy gives him a bunch of cult babble for the most part, and James decides to go break back into the Pontifex Institute. And as he's coming in, he's got his bolt cutters, but the chain is just sort of wrapped around it. It falls right off, almost mm-hmm. as if he's being allowed to come in. He goes straight to Manifestation 14. He's like, I remember where that fucking book was. Because Manifestation 13, 13, I think, was, was labeled on the thing. tape. Yeah. In yeah. The, mm-hmm. So then this is, this is also that goes back to the them manifesting trying to get this tulpa right yeah so if he's because we find out manifestation 14 is james Mm -hmm. right so manifestation 13 was that whatever creature that that came before that they still didn't do it right so were you saying that we're doing other manifestations or other manifestations of james I don't know. Because I know they were doing other manifestations. I think I was, they were doing manifestations of the empty man, and then they were realizing that his vessel on Earth was dying. So I think they shifted their tulpa creating to, like, two James. Because, like, the um, rebel with a cause, he starts talking about how, like, the – what was it? Um it's like that whatever this thing is, is like from the abyss of like black chaos and it needs like an empty man to transmit as in like he needs like a comatose man to kind of transmit his thoughts and stuff like that. I also do like the fact where he goes, he's they're trying to pull him through the threshold permanently and cause him bloodbath. And like a, it is a doomsday cult. They're just trying to pull this mm-hmm. God thing out of fucking reality into ours. Well, to kind of answer your question, Sam, I don't know if I necessarily thought that all of these previous manifestations were James, but I, I, I think of them all as like, they're all James in the sense that they were always trying to create this something. Got it. Got it. Something yeah. like that. A workable and, tulpa. And to be honest, <laughs> yeah. a usable tulpa. when we first talked about it a little bit earlier, I forgot about this reveal of, I forgot about the other manifestation looking so got different, <laughs> but yeah. Sure. <laughs> So he gets manifestation 14 and what is it? Oh shit. It's a file all on him and mm-hmm. his whole life and every detail, including that little happy birthday yes. coupon at the Mexican restaurant. That creeped That's me out more there. than anything. <laughs> My only thought on this though now is thinking is maybe James was a real person. Oh, and they and just used they used they they thought archetype. they they used the basis of a real person to build this archetype Ooh, as like just interesting. A, who knows? I mean, right? That's I mean, I, dude, I like that. Someone like, who has died. This this guy was a cop. I don't know if they would know he actually had an affair or whatever. But like, tried right. to find someone who was already troubled or whatever, died tragically, and I don't know if that could build totally. something up or, or or knew that they had like or yeah if there was a basis for it somehow was I my mean, only other thought no, i mean that ma- honestly that makes a lot of sense though because it's like 
it would be more for them to concentrate on because it's a tangible thing that happened on the planet that they can focus their thoughts on in creating the person instead of just like nothing. Yeah, in a I world where Amanda's talking things. that it was all made up. Yeah, but, but she says yeah, like the ch- his wife and kid are made up. Uh, the thing with the mom is made yeah, up. I don't like, know. Then yeah, that blows that theory out. The I, exactly. I think like come up with something. And it, exactly. <laughs> it comes back to that. Which is really so now he at, at this point <laughs> if you're in the audience you should know that he's the tulpa yeah if you haven't figured it out yet it's not fully revealed but oh because like even the rotting teddy bear because in that file it was one he gave to his son so like even that weird teddy bear that's been following him is like a totem from his past mm. that they manifested that and they manifested he, yeah oh god <laughs> so he goes to the hospital to go where we're full, the antenna is. Yeah, we're full I crazy there. We're full mm-hmm. crazy train at this point. Yeah, this movie does a great job at like start. I mean, the beginning on the mountain is pretty wild, but then it gets very grounded and like to where the journey that you go oh, on God. is. Just, <laughs> I do like when he goes back to the hospital. I love that the nurse says she can't tell the patients the John Doe's medical history, and then proceeds to give the entire medical Tells them history. Everything. I have that. I can't she tell you anything. She goes into like a trance almost. But I tell you everything. Like her, her, the way she talks slowly changes till it becomes Ew. Well, obviously culty. it becomes evident that at the end she's part, everyone around there is just seems to be part right. of the cult thing. So of course mm-hmm. she's going to, yeah. But I think it's, wait, no, I, I, him. I agree with both, but Sam, I, I totally understand where you're coming from because my note on this was- Okay, so at a certain point in the conversation, are they both drugged or horny? Because they sound different, and they're like, oh, really? Is that a... And he goes, he's doing this. It it's really like, is. It's super off-putting. I noticed on my second watch, I can't... I should have made a note of what the thing was, but it was a certain question or something they said to each other, and both of them kind of changed in that <laughs> it's moment. so mm-hmm. weird. Maybe they said 304. Who knows? Sorry, probably. Um, but then she's like, oh, yeah, he gets a lot of visitors. In fact, someone's in there right bum, now. Bum, bum. Hey, it's Amanda it's Quayle, Amanda. the missing girl that he's been trying to find. Just giving this dude a shave. And this is when, yeah, and this is when she's like, yeah, go ahead, call my mom. I don't care. Nora doesn't know who he is. Mm-hmm. And this is when it's like, all right, if you didn't fucking know, he's a Tulpa. Right. And the entire false narrative of James having sex with Nora at her husband's funeral instead of being in the car with his wife and son who choked on a fucking coin. She goes to like save him and skids on ice and then veers off of a bridge. Right. Mm -hmm. Is that what happened? Yeah. I thought she swerved to avoid a deer. Oh no, sorry. It is. I guess it's both. Like he was choking. He's just tapping it on his teeth and she's like, I thought he was starting to Don't choking do that. Her. And then she looks up and there's a deer. Oh, God. All right. Maybe I read it wrong. I thought he was like, he had it in his like playing tapping on his teeth and it looked like he was choking. And then she freaked out and then turned around and thought it was like, it could have hit. Either way, she was looking yeah. back and turned around and there was a deer there. Deer. And she drove off the road. For sure. Flies off the bridge to their death. All of that is all just planted in his head. Okay. From yeah. the Pontifex Institute because they created him through thought and concentration and time. The yeah, so this is where she tells him the signal signal can only penetrate the cracks of sorrow, grief, and guilt, fear. That's what we were missing, so we made you that way. And then 
that then he bugs out and he is now in the temple from the scene prior that we talked about where they're all blown into bottles and conjuring. He is now underneath himself from earlier Dude, in the movie. This this entire sequence <laughs> of shots is so mind meta as in like you're going to the bone shrine, you're going to the place where he was born, you're going to like they have that split thing we talked about before where like he's manifested in the hallway with his file mm-hmm. out and then he's also up top. It's like this is the timey wimey, I guess. With this yeah. is the timey wimey conclusion. Because from here he goes into the room where he is made, where the chair is, and you see that oh uh, the empty man and the empty man starts coming at him. Out yeah, because this is when the the yes the paint bubbling Dude. and cracking on the walls as mm-hmm. he approached full. Whew. Okay, that's a really really nice. Such a good touch. scene. <laughs> Can we talk about full frontal empty man? Like, when we actually get to see this fucking thing, it is so Lovecraftian and so fucking off-putting and weird. It's like a normal, like a skeleton man, but he's like eight feet tall. And he's in this, like, death-shroudy, chaotic thingy. I don't know. That's so cool, how he actually manifests. I forgot about that, because it actually cuts to him in the cave staring at the bone the structure bone yeah. guy and then the knuckle cracks and then like a veil appears before him and so you kind of see shadows moving behind cro- it and then it escapes through he's crossed that bridge baby mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's so cool and then climbs across the room and dives into his oh, throat well, fully goes we, into him and the visualization of that was fucking we cool technically too. get like a fuck like a tentacle barf in my in his mouth kind of weird yeah there was a little bit of barf there's like reverse it's vomit. reverse vomit yeah and then jumping into yeah that whole worming his way into his mouth i was not expecting like the mini cthulhu kind of like tentacles coming out of his face though right although mm-hmm. for a split everything about the, his visualization here at the end so I crazy I, although i might want to watch it again because i thought for us like i don't know i think they're tentacles but they also kind of look like fingers because he has so many extra fingers that it could just be like mm-hmm. his open gaping sure. finger mouth Ooh, dips, my gaping finger, boy, on my the, gaping finger mouth. tips on that band name so this is when it's all con- actually confirmed about the tragedy with his family yeah. we talked about that and then he is suddenly in the hospital room holding the gun and fucking blows the hospital <sighs> guy's head away Dude. like bad. What I also thought was a <sighs> like the fucking maze. Exactly. It was just like the fucking painting. Like the, that was the coolest Yes, on fucking, the wall, the yes. blood splatter, the painting that the Manifestation 13 did on the wall of the cabin. Yeah. One oh god, one hundred percent. Oh, also, just to reiterate when his wife and kid that don't exist, uh, drive off that bridge. I'm not. We're not talking about a bridge into water. This is a bridge Mm-mm. to just gravel, dirt, and a bunch of like it flips and smash smushes the entire smash, car. Smash. Uh, yeah, definitely. And now. He turns and everyone in the hospital turns to him and they're all cult members. They drop on their knees. Start praising him. And that's the end. I I did like the hereditary ending. I don't know what that means. What? 
did um he hasn't seen hereditary <laughs> the one thing i forgot to mention at the pontifex institute they linger on like a painting for a second that's a painting of the cabin on the mountain mm-hmm. from the beginning yep just a fun little detail Ooh. and do you guys have anything else to add or anything we skipped over no my notes are pretty empty ah uh, all right let's take a quick break and we are back i hope you enjoyed that little bum bum it's time to get into our crematorium of questions let's do it how would we survive yeah, this is a tough one. I don't well, really know what that means. I guess the empty man, we blew in a bottle and the empty man's after us. We don't if that's survive. The case, we bl- I don't you think don't we survive. Sam, Sam, we blew it. Ah, I see what you did and I like it and I appreciate I it. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's the shitty thing about the empty man as a bad guy is that once you get on the crazy train of the three days, I don't think there's any real way of... Um, you're not you're not duplicating the empty man and giving it to someone else to watch. You're not like there's no um there's that we no know of presumably. Of I mean, yeah. I it, oh, it seems right. like everyone yeah. who's That's true. Realistically, it seems like everyone who's I don't I don't know what the teen's involvement is, I guess in the beginning, but it seems like there's a lot of people that are fucking with Vault empty man on purpose. Right? Yes. Well, I mean, there's an entire cult based Right, so I don't know. I know, we know Amanda's He transmits part of that, but I don't know if all the other teens are part of that. Like, you know, we're ready to take the sacrifice type of thing, so. Like, maybe that's why she survived after blowing in the bottle, was she did something to be okay, and was like, I need five kids to sacrifice for this to work, or Or (laughs) something. maybe it's something like she, yeah, like it it, it revolves a blood sacrifice, so like this cult member has to sacrifice friends or family to it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, if, how would we, I don't think we survive if we blow the bottle, but that's the only way not to survive, or to survive is to not blow the bottle. Yeah, don't blow in the bottle. Yeah. Yeah. If you find an empty bottle on a bridge. Don't do it. At night. Don't blow into it. In the day, if you're a vessel, how would you make the film gooier? I mean, I would. The part we don't get a lot of opportunities for goo. I guess maybe the empty man could like, if we had be himself gooier, (laughs) slicker. Well, I mean, like if we had, because they kind of allude to the fact that like they're the doomsday cults end goal is to have the empty man rip into our reality and just cause chaos. So like if we made it gooier, like maybe that scene where he punches through the threshold and just like eviscerates the entire cult. And then from, you know, oh, what I mean? it'd like, be cool if like a, he planned a cathedral. <laughs> that, that's a lot. of That's like extremely gooey. Ooh, I was thinking uh, if he kind of just like bursts out of the old vessel to get into the new Ooh. vessel. Oh, sure. Yeah. Nice. A good Small. body explode. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think, I mean, I'm, even though this is a low gore rating and all that, I'm. It doesn't need it. The tone Again, of the movie doesn't need more goo. This is one of those situations yeah. we just kind of talked about. It It does it need to be gooier. You said always. This one, eh. Well, see, it's got enough mind goo. This is a mind goo movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how he's going to get out of this one. All right, mind goo. Right. <laughs> when you're dealing with timey-wimey, weebly-wobbly stuff, and like you're dealing with like duplicates of yourself- 
I mean, that's mind yeah. goo because it's going to turn your mind into goo after oh, a sure. certain point. Certainly. Did that? Did that work? Did I say myself on? The I mean, you pulled a rock. <laughs> <laughs> you broke the rules to make it work. <laughs> I mean, I, I oof. iconography is is tough. I think it has a really really cool look. I think it could get yeah. a five for that. I gotta I give don't it know a. About, Mm-hmm. I gotta give it. A I think I, the only reason I would give it slightly less than a ten is like, yeah, its power level seems pretty powerful, but there's got a, there's a lot of things you need to do to make the empty man come out and work, right? Oh, that's true. Sure, yeah. he's yeah. more like a like a gin or a genie. Like there's a you slight I mean? restriction like got- on it that I feel like if there were, if that was taken away, it would be the unlimited power. Nine point five is what I'm oh, going to give yeah. him. I'll go. I don't know why. It just I don't. No, I get you. I mean, like it, he's a ten. This entity of the empty man is a ten, but because of the ritual in to invoke him, I I agree with you. I I I would sit at a nine. I'm definitely at a ten. As five for iconography because he looks badass, and five for. It's a world doom bringer. That's true. Like, it's a well, elder god type of thing. Is it though? Average average is nine point five. That's I mean that's not bad. That's almost yeah. Yeah. twenty three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what do I, what happens now? They have to wait like I don't know. I guess they understand their talpa manifestation a little bit better, right. so they can presumably get that going. What is Empty Man's end game? In game, in game, game. To just infect right? everyone with the emptiness. No, he's, I, I think he's know. supposed to like bring death and destruction. Okay, because he's like he's basically like the he's bringing nothing. I almost yes. thought of the Empty Man as like a harbinger for the, the larger angry gods thing. and crazy. Yeah. Upon. Okay, well then, yeah, I, I'm I'm fine with my nine point five then. Still, yeah, it's fine. Does this movie deserve a sequel? And what's the worst sequel idea you can think of? I don't think it. I mean, it deserves a sequel, yes. Totally. Because I think it's a good enough movie. I'd I take a sequel. One. Yeah. Um, worst sequel would be the new pro- like protagonist or maybe new p- Tulpa um, about to blow into the bottle and then just decides not to. And then the rest of the movie is just an hour and a half of them driving around going to Walmart. Oh. I knew it was going to be something like that. I was yeah, wondering where I thought it was going to be an hour and a half of an empty bottle on a bridge. Ooh. <laughs> oh. I should I should have yeah. gone with that one. Um, yeah. So mine is one of those sequel and name only is like Troll 2 where there's no trolls. They just used it because there was already a movie <laughs> yes. named Troll. Mm. And it's about a man who's just an empty sack of flesh and they're trying to f- find a way like that a de- he can- Like a deflated balloon? Yeah, mm. exactly. And it's about his journey into what is the right thing to fill himself up with so he can like move around and whatnot. He tries, you know, different gases, but it'll float away. Oh, it's almost like a, a dark comedy. <laughs> oh, sure. Into that. I think mine will be like the empty man has been empty manning enough and doesn't really know who he is. So he goes on to kind of eat, pray, love to fill the void within and tries to find, you know, something that can just, you know, take away the emptiness just a little bit. I think that'd be a terrible sequel to this movie. (laughs) (laughs) It sure would. (laughs) That's great. What line is the pit call? I didn't have a pit call line for this movie. Um, No. What the fuck was that? Would probably be the yeah, highest the contender. That? that work? Yeah. Yeah. No. It, it, both of those, like in yeah. that part, at, at, yeah. at the same scene no. too. I think those might be. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. 
He, yeah. I think the next thing he says is, what, what the, fuck the fuck was, was that? that? So, yeah. What the fuck was that? You just play it in between those two <laughs> parts oh. in the movie. Okay. Or That's close perfect. second would be um, fuck the line that Amanda gives him. She's like, what's it? She's on the bridge. Where's the bridge? You haven't been fucking listening. Because you're like, because he, he, he asks her something it's like, been long. Oh, yeah. All right, maybe you haven't been fucking listening. How about the end part of that? Show? That'd be good. Go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you buy the soundtrack or score on vinyl? No. You mean I just kind of even bottle what... clinging and whispering? Yeah. I mean, I if I'm gonna have some, I already said no to buying the Ring soundtrack on vinyl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna go for moody music, I'm gonna go for my nostalgic moody the... music. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I, I yeah I wouldn't go. It'd be cool. Great sound I mean, design. It's it's yeah, cool. It no, all works within the movie. Totally. I just don't want it outside I mean, the movie. Well, it's like it's good if you have a haunted house, mm-hmm. like, and it's which is like why I'm surprised you didn't. So you'll be like, buying. You never know. Right? You might want to get yeah, in the mood, you, right? <laughs> which is funny because I actually have like sounds from a haunted house, <laughs> and this one would be like <laughs> this one for whatever reason because I because in those ones you get a variety. You know what I mean? Like this one is just going to be whispering and clanging. It's going to be a little, you know, yeah, it'll no. get stale quick. I get it. Is anything action figure worthy? Think we already determined the empty man? Oh, yeah. Dude, just the fuck. I mean, okay, this is going to double up. The action, the statue, whatever you want to call it. Also, the merch that I would want from the film. The fucking bone shrine would be such a cool display to have. Mm -hmm. Well, you're acting like it'd be small. I'm pretty sure that bone shrine is quite large oh no i'm saying the action figure oh and the action I thought you were saying well. for the merch the real one that i want that's from the movie is going to take over one of the walls in my yeah, office great but yeah i agree i would that both of those would be great action figures i there's nothing really beyond that in this one for me yeah i guess the hung kids in the bridge would be kind of a really fucked up place set to have uh it'd be like one of the the infinity balls or whatever there where they snap back and forth and Keep moving. Oh my god! They keep the momentum. What if it was like a board? <laughs> what about if it was like a board game? You like you know when it's like don't break the ice. Mm-hmm. Like you have to hang the kids, and then like it has to get to a certain weight, and then the game's over. It's kind of like don't wake daddy. I'd play. Well, the merch that I would want from the show, yeah, would, or from the movie, would be the yo-yo with each of the kids' heads on it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yes. Oh, like, or like mad, or just mad balls. <laughs> Oh, Ted. The prop I want is the bone whistle. Oh, bone whistle. Yeah. For the prop. Bone whistle is pretty good. Yeah. What would you do at the midnight show? I only have one that we probably all have, which is bring an empty bottle and blowing it. (laughs) And blowing Mm -hmm. into it. Yeah. You know, in a lot of movies, I feel like there would be, there should be a lot of different ones. I feel for Empty Man, just having the bottle and blowing into it all the entire film is sufficient enough. Or just everybody go creepy. There's a whole crowd of people whispering. (gasps) Every other person whispers in the other person's ear during the scene. We're like in the shack (laughs) and then also at the the mall scene. (laughs) And it's very percussive whispering too. Like it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's gross. Would Pearl from X survive? <laughs> uh, no. I mean, we I already mean, said you keep, can't if you blow in well, the bottle. Let's say she's in the cult. I mean. Um, it's been proven in the film 
Pearl likes to blow. Hey. So she's going to blow that bottle. You're right about that. And in three days, she's going to die. I mean, yeah, well. Horrible. She's yeah, going to die on the first day when she hears the empty man. Oh, my God. She's going to hear it and have a heart attack. <laughs> I was going to say, what, if, if she's like one of the cult members at the end by the bedside table, when they all drop to their knees, her knees are just going to shatter gone. and her bones are going to break. Her, <laughs> knee, her kneecaps explode. Everything explodes. And she just crumbles mm-hmm. it on herself. Great. Let's get to our ratings. Gentlemen, please place your hand on the butcher's block because it's time to rate this movie. We rate movies on the Chuttle scale. On the Chuttle scale, a different quality about a movie is represented on each finger of your hand. You chop off fingers depending on how you feel about that particular quality. Then we add it all up and you got your rating. Remember, you can only chop off a whole finger, half a finger, or keep the finger. Now, Ross. Give us your rating for this one. Oh, shit. <clears throat> All right. So we've got engaging. Engaging is going to get a one for me because even as it descends into madness towards the end of the film, I was still engaged the entire time. Um, sticky. Sticky is going to get um, as much as the empty man sticks with you. This one's going to get a 0.5 from me. I think that like there's some really good scenes in it, mm-hmm. but because it's it's I don't know, it's very thinly spread throughout this movie. It's a very slow burn, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um still good, just not super sticky. Uh t-shirtable. T-shirtable's going to get a full one. Um bone shrine on a shirt would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Um there's a few yeah, there's a few of these I Maybe even like Inception, James, where like there's a shirt on the back of the shirt. He's on a, like on the Heights Road and the Low Road's on the other side. Uh, cockles, cockles is gonna cockles is gonna get a point five for me. Like it was, it was good. Uh, it was good timey wimey. It was good. I mean, I'm a Lovecraft fan, so anything that has to deal with like different dimensions and like reality bending and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I'm usually always full throttle. This is really good. It milked them, but it it's, it's not dry. Mm-hmm. I feel like, although this is a, a over a two hour film, um, you don't get a lot of explanation on stuff. Sure. And this one, I would have loved like fifteen percent. Like I didn't need to hear the whole story. Maybe like fifteen or twenty percent more. You know what I mean? And then my cockles would have been just eviscerated. Um, <laughs> rewatchable. I think because of the cockle thing, my rewatchable is probably going to go to a 0.5 as well. It's a good movie, but it's probably not one that I'm going to put on like as background or, uh, you know what I mean? Or I, it's not like a definitely it's not a soul food one. Like this is a good one to sure. watch, but like you have to be in the fucking mood to get into like empty man zone. Mm-hmm. Brian. Oh, That's sorry. That's a 3.5. 3.5. <laughs> 3. There you go. <laughs> does that feel right in your heart? Heart, uh, in my empty man heart. Yeah, yeah, it does. It X. does. It may shift by 0.5, but I think for right now, it feel I feel pretty good about that. Sure. Good. Right, Brian, land right. on us. Engaging. I'm going to go ahead and give that one a 0.5. Um, I liked it. I was engaged for a lot of it, but I feel like the one thing that did kind of deter me, I don't know, there was parts that I was just lulled a little bit. Um, sure. It does feel a little bit long, so I kind of just, I don't know, wavered out a little bit there. Sticky, I'm also going to give it a 0.5 on the sticky. While there is, I mean, I'm going to remember a lot of I 
ideas from this, but I don't know how much I'm going to remember of the actual movie or scenes or things that like pop out to me besides like the imagery of the actual, just the empty man itself. So 0.5 right. on sticky t-shirtable. Um, I'll, I'll give it the one on t-shirtable because the empty mm-hmm. man, I feel like is such a strong image. That'd be a really cool t-shirt. There's not mm-hmm. too much else. Like I, I think I feel like I'd be, fishing for some more out of it but like yes uh, i said bone tried and i tried thinking of a second one and i couldn't right yeah cockles is going to get a 0.5 as well uh same reasons as you um ross kind of what you said there i really liked it i liked the mood the vibe of it it really gave me the feelings of like the ring but like the yellow version there's a lot of yellow in this one if you didn't Mm. notice any of that Super Lovecraftian because there's like the yellow was it the yellow king is part of those writings. He's like a harbinger of doom as well. Okay, so I'm gonna get yeah, so I, I so I thought of this as like yellow yellow ring. So I was like I, I was like vibing on it, but um I don't know I don't know why it wasn't fully milked, but it sure like Ross said and rewatchable is gonna get a point five as well. Um I'd come back to this I'd rewatch it again, but I'm not I'm not itching to get out there. I I I, I understand what they were doing. I understand the point to it. I don't feel like I'm going to go back and like get more out of it or, or like yeah. the questions that I want answered. I don't think I'm going to get answers to, but on the rewatch. So that's I what understand. I yeah. totally, totally makes sense. So that's three out of so five. That's a three. I feel right. Yeah. Yeah. feels good. Great. So right above average. I th- I mean, if yeah, yeah, that feels good. Cool. <laughs> My turn. All right. In so I really like this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Just going to put that out there now. I like yeah. one of the things that we didn't really touch on is I sort of like the concept of the cult and this sort of Noahverse and the gibberish being real and the sort of mm-hmm. connecting with disconnectedness of nothingness. All that stuff like was is just fun to think about for me. Anyway. Oh, totally. Engaging. Full one for engaging. I was in it to win it. I was hooked and... Like I said, on my first watch, I think also that helped the environment I was in of getting to fully immerse myself. Mm-hmm. Sticky. That's going to get a one, too. Uh, there's a lot of scenes I'm going to remember from this. Uh, visualizations. Just lots of cool stuff. And like I said, I like thinking about the concepts behind the cult and everything. Oh, totally. T-shirtable. That's definitely a full one. Really like this movie. It's really just the two things, either the empty man or the bone shrine, but those are both really fucking cool. <laughs> yes. Cockles. Absolutely worked my cockles. I loved the vibe of this movie. I was I was just in it, like I mentioned. Yeah. This is where it gets funny. Rewatchable is getting knocked down to 0.5. Part of that, there's, I know sort of the twist at the end, which wasn't didn't blow me away. I wasn't no. all in on the twist. But also now rewatching it, I have all these additional questions of how all this shit works that there's no answer to. So <laughs> no answer like, to. normally that would really bother me and it does bother me enough to knock it down half a point. Um, yeah. I'm kind of okay with it here, but in, unless I'm showing this to somebody, it's probably going to be a while before I watch it again. Uh, oh, Absolutely. I feel, I think you make a really good point, Sam, is that like in a weird way that the more you watch this, the more questions you're going to have, like your suspenders of disbelief keep on slowly coming off. Mm -hmm. 
every time you rewatch this which movie. you know you can write it off as just being cosmic or whatever but either way that's where i stand and four feel five feels right to me i would have maybe thought of four but four or five is good and yeah it's hey good good for you i like you just as much as friday the 13th <laughs> the new beginning <laughs> <laughs> good on you empty so, man says anything about my taste that's great all right what did the Chuttle club have to say we got some people talking about this in the discord channel gonna start off with our friend weird in discord hey weird uh she said it was a great watch but f- was able to follow things and wasn't surprised at all by the ending gave it a 0.75 for engaging that's cool you do what you want. We don't do that. 0.5 for sticky, 0.5 for t-shirtable, 0.75 for cockles, and a one for rewatchable. Just interesting. Um, and just because it's different for me, so that's very interesting. <laughs> and that brought the the weird score to 3.5 out of five. So right in line with Rostical, I believe. Then we got Witch oh, Plavis. Yeah. He gave it a four or five out of five which is exactly what I got it. So he and I are right on. And we got, of course, our witchy Cajon, who suggested this pick. He said, and I quote, I'd say it's a little too long, but it's a hella nice slow burn, so I won't take points off for it. The film subverts expectations and keeps you guessing until the end. And then it climaxes on you and you need to smoke. Here's my shuttle scale. Engaging one, sticky 1.5. T-shirtable one, cockles one, rewatchable one, which gives it a 5.5 out of five. 5.5 out of five, yeah. And he said there he'd seen go. it three times this week alone and he don't hate it yet, which I'm I'm glad he mentioned that it's a little too long because that's another mm-hmm. reason why it took off for rewatchable. Yeah. I feel like any of this stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff with like- I feel like, like you almost needed to be- I feel like a lot of the stuff with the cops could have been trimmed or taken out. Taken out. Yeah. Totally. It, yeah, been, I agree with you, except for the fact that they have some cool dialogue. Yeah, that's like, all you're really getting out of it. N- no purpose. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Throw that to the Pontifex Institute in some way or form. Uh, be sure to join our Discord if you like to have your thoughts and ratings included in the show. That's how the Shuttle Club gets in here. And what was that? A 5545 five, and a 3-5? So whatever that average is, it's definitely higher than our average. Yeah, it gives it a four point five <laughs> average. Yeah, Brian? which ours is a three point seven, which means it does not make it into the Chuttle Club crypt, but it sits right in the same company as Final Destination One, Lawnmower Man, Tokyo Gore Police, and Night of the Demon. Right below it, you got things like New Year's Evil and Wreck Two. Right above it, Creep Show, Blair Witch Project, Quarantine. Wow. Cool. At three point eight, so it's like three point eight, three point five are the ones that are right yeah. above and below. So it's, it's not bad. It's, it's, like, in, you, it's in good company. You, you almost made it in horseshoes. You would have been there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. Well, steal your nerves and sharpen your wit. It's time for the final thingy. Ooh. Would you rather be pursued by the empty man for the rest of your life, always living in fear and paranoia, or? Become an alkalite of the empty man and dedicate your life to spreading his influence, knowing that you will lose your own sense of self in the process. I'm running from the empty man. <clears throat> I okay, so feels like my it life. It sounds anyways. like with the first option, your entire life, he's just chasing you. That means he doesn't kill you. 
So you just have to deal. No, but you are living in fear and paranoia, so you're still scared oh. of him killing you. I'd rather, mm, you I'd see rather die free. Ah, then join the live cult. As a, then join the cult. I think I'm going to join the cult. <laughs> I don't want to live in fear for the rest <laughs> hey, of my life. Dude, free haircut, room and board. You get a black poster. I want to know the Noahverse. I'm kind of already interested in everything they're saying. <laughs> How am I not myself? And even and even if someone tells you, you it's, can't explain you know. it. Great. Well, gentlemen, that was fun. Thank mm-hmm. you. That does it for tonight's Chuddle Club movie meeting. Follow Chuddle the Pod on Instagram and Slasher if you want to stay up to date with the podcast. Follow at Ross Purvis on Instagram if you want to see his tattoos or get tattooed. You can follow me on Letterboxd at Chuddle the Sam. And Brian's always in our Discord lurking, waiting for people to pop out and say hi. He's running streams Saturday mornings. He's playing games. He's... Uh, streaming movies sometimes this movie was streamed in there I'm neglecting all of my life like things things for for this for you guys Brian is transmitting you need to receive these transmissions I get it because of the movie and until next time what the fuck was that what the fuck was that